Hi there, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Welcome to A Weekly Word. I am glad that you are with me today. Um, I am back in uh, part of the church that's called the Luther Room right now. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't see any of it. Uh, so I apologize. But in the background here, we have all kinds of supplies because next week is our Vacation Bible School. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of kids here, and we're going to share the love of Jesus with them. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's getting to be summertime. And over the summer, uh, a lot of people travel. They do all kinds of things. I'm going to be going on vacation and doing some of that myself with my family. Uh, it's also a good time to maybe do something a little bit different with, uh, with a program like this. And uh, over the summer, I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about the, the, the book, a Lion, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, this book that was written by C.S. Lewis is uh, it's a really neat book that can help us to talk about our faith. So today I just want to do a little bit of an introduction and uh, talk a little bit about my experience with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and uh, maybe get us started into to talking about this. Um, if you don't have a copy of the book, it, it's all over the place. Your local library will have it. If you have one of those um, digital download services like, uh, like Libby uh, or like... Um, uh, overdrive or something like that, um, it, it, you can actually get audio versions of it. And sometimes it's even on demand. Uh, and uh, so would encourage you to, uh, to check that out, especially if you've never read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, these, it, the, the whole Chronicles of Narnia series is just really a, a neat opportunity to meditate on what we believe about Jesus um, in, in kind of a little bit of a different context. So, um, my experience with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, uh, I remember seeing commercials for a cartoon uh, in 1979. Uh, the only reason I remember it was 1979 is because I looked and that's when it came out. Um, but I remember seeing these commercials for th this cartoon that was coming out. And even at that age, um, I could tell that there was some kind of a religious connection in terms of what was going on in, in this cartoon. I really wanted to see it, and my parents let me watch it. Uh, and that was my, my first taste of the Chronicles of Narnia. And I was really fascinated by the story. And it wasn't for a couple more years that I tried to read other books in the series. And I really didn't understand, and I gave up, um, which, I, that's on me. I really should have gone back and read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then read the other books. But uh, I was like, ah, I saw the cartoon. What else do I need? Um, I needed to read the book. Um, and I, I didn't. And I didn't read the books until I was an adult. And uh, a big part of the reason that I actually read the books was because of my wife, Chris. Um, when we were first, when we first got married, we would take these long drives to go visit our, our families. Uh, we lived um, like 10 hours away from our closest relatives and, uh, and she would bring a book and she would just read to me. And one of the first books that she read to me while we were traveling was uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And eventually she read that whole series to me. Uh, and we might spend some time talking about some of the other books in the future. But um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, 
is a book that is set uh, in England. It's in the countryside, uh, and it takes place during World War II, during the London Blitz. And one of the things that the British people did during the Blitz was they got the children out of London and out of the cities that uh, the Germans were bombing and took them out to the countryside. Um, people who had space would welcome them into their homes and they would provide for them uh, for that period of time in order to basically save the lives of the children. And that's the setting for our, our main characters. They, they arrive in this big manor house that is owned by a professor. Um, and there's more about him in, in other parts of the story. But um, the main characters are these, these four children, um, two brothers and two sisters. And uh, from oldest to youngest, they are Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy. And these four children, they don't know it at the beginning of the story, but they've been chosen uh, for a special task related to a prophecy in a, a whole different world. Um, two other characters that I want to raise to your attention. Um, one is uh, the witch, uh, the white witch or the white queen. Um, I will use those interchangeably throughout this. Um, She's also called Jadis. I probably will not use that very often. Uh, but in terms of the book, she is kind of the incarnation of evil. She, she tempts. She does terrible things. She seeks to kill and uh, does kill. And she is, she, she's the bad guy. Um, but, but she very much is a, a representation of evil in general, uh, within this, uh, this storyline. The other character is a character by the name of Aslan. Uh, Aslan is a lion. Uh, that is part of the, the stories of the Chronicles of Narnia, that there are animals and they are intelligent and they speak, although not all animals are intelligent and speak. But Aslan in particular uh, is the Christ figure in the story. And uh, he is he's very much going to um, be the, the character that C.S. Lewis uses to help us to explore what Jesus did when he died and rose for us. Um, the, the, uh, the book itself, the storyline, uh, starts in this manor house. It eventually moves to this uh, made-up, this uh, mythical uh, country called Narnia. Uh, Narnia at the beginning of the book is a land that is always winter and never Christmas. Now ponder that for just a second. Where I live here in Northeast Ohio, um, it, it's not always winter, but sometimes winter can be long and hard. And, uh, um, and one of the high points for us uh, is Christmas. There's this light and, and this joyousness that, that comes and, and it, it it makes the season a little bit easier. And in this Narnia place, it's always winter, but never Christmas. It's kind of, isn't it just to sound hopeless? And, and the idea is that these children are going to come and, um, and Aslan will use them uh, as his servants to restore Narnia to what he intended it to be in the beginning. Now, one of the things that's really important when we think about how we read the Chronicles of Narnia 
is understanding that this isn't this isn't necessarily directly a myth. It's not exactly an allegory. Uh, C.S. Lewis actually spoke of his books as being a supposing. So suppose there is another world out there that God created and it needed to be redeemed and it needed to be saved just like our world needed to be redeemed and needed to be saved. So suppose that that's the case and there's these other worlds out there. What might the salvation story look like? And, and how might that supposing help us think about our own salvation story where Jesus comes to us? And so he uses Narnia as a, a world to, to explore our own story and to explore our, our own faith. Uh, in the story, uh, he touches on themes like uh, the church year without actually talking about the church year. I said that uh, it, it's always winter and it's never Christmas. It's kind of like Advent, that there's this time of waiting and there's this tension and you want it to be resolved with Christmas, but they never get the resolve in Narnia. And then in the story, yeah, Christmas is coming and uh, they get to celebrate. And, and there's also a Good Friday in the story and there's a, an Easter that's part of the story. And it walks us through that, those, those highlights uh, of what we would call the church here, retelling uh, the story of salvation and retelling what Jesus has done for us. One of the other things that I think is really important about the Chronicles of Narnia uh, and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in particular, is that this book can be a neat way to talk to our children about faith. You know, the story very clearly ties to Scripture. It, it draws us uh, into some themes of the Christian faith, themes that as Lutherans we would say tie directly to the small catechism. And I want to be really clear, this is not a, uh, it's not a substitute for scripture it, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it can be used as a bridge to it where we introduce an idea and then we come to where the idea actually comes from. You know, so we introduce the idea in the story, but then we come to uh, the scripture to see the, the actual heart and the actual root of what we're talking about. I think that uh, the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe can help us to receive the bigger story of salvation. It can introduce us to, to that idea of being redeemed from the outside and help us to kind of look at, well, okay, that's how that took place here. How does that happen in our world? How did that happen in our life? What, what did Jesus do to bring this about for us? And, uh, and in another way, I think it's, it's a good way for us to think about salvation from a different angle. Um, I think that sometimes as a, a Christian walking through life, we start to take things for granted. And when we can see the story of salvation uh, or any part of our faith through fresh eyes, see things in a, a different light, that can help us to think about what is it that we believe? What is our hope? How do we live in this hope? now and in this life. So across the next uh, several weeks, really across the whole summer, hopefully we can dig into that a bit more. And uh, I really hope that this will be a blessing for you. 
Uh, if you know people who are interested in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and you think, hey, they might be interested in this, please feel free to share it. Um, you can also like, share, comment, all that good stuff. I understand that that helps other people find it. So um, I, I think especially like if you share this with a friend type of thing, I think that is what uh, really helps people find this. And I always think that if this is useful to you, uh, it'll be useful to somebody else. So uh, until next time, hey, God be with you. <laughs>